Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A very happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to the World in 10. World news broken and analysed by the Times of London. Indeed, it's Eleanor Shearwood and Alex Dibble with you today. In a moment, we'll hear how the Great Wall of China has been bulldozed. Also, Cuba has been dragged into the Ukraine war and the Times has published Queen Camilla's, that's in quotes, (laughs) diary entries from the last year. I hate commuting. I hate hot trains. I hate traffic jams. I hate that I'm always running late or I hate that it's at the end of a stupidly long day at work. But Alex, how far would you go to shorten yours? Yeah, I'd go far, but not quite as far as these people. (laughs) Uh, Two construction workers who have destroyed part of the Great Wall of China so they wouldn't have to drive so far, essentially creating a shortcut to get to work. Um, remarkable story. And I asked the Times' China correspondent, uh, Richard Spencer, how police managed to find them. <laughs> yes, they weren't, the, they weren't the brainiest of um, petty criminals. Um, they, uh, they used their digger to, to, to dig a hole. And uh, as I say, it's a fairly rural area. The police were called after the report of the uh, hole was uh, received. And they uh, followed the digger tracks and the digger tracks went several miles uh, through open country um, across the provincial border uh, into the neighbouring province of Inner Mongolia, uh, which, despite its name, is in China. It's a sort of semi-autonomous uh, province of China and uh, found these two people, a woman and a man with the digger. So they were kind of caught red diggered. There is, you know, obviously a huge amount of pride in China and the Great Wall. Um, it is... It's not just a tourist attraction. It is something that the Chinese people wrote very strongly about. And uh, there's a saying that you can't be a man until you've visited the Great Wall, for example, a rather sort of old-fashioned idea. But there you are. It does mean a lot to people. But clearly this admiration of famous landmarks doesn't mean a lot to everybody because we've been seeing a lot of things happening on a similar theme. Like today, a tourist has been fined for climbing the Renaissance fountain in Florence. And also there's been those famous carvings into the Colosseum which happened this summer. Yeah, stop destroying historical sites, people. How about this for the start of a piece? To fight and stay effective in this place, you have to run after death, not let death run after you. 
That is a quote from a Ukrainian soldier who's 23 years old who is on the front line of the counteroffensive against Russia. Yeah, it's a fantastic start to a fantastic dispatch, really, from Anthony Lloyd. Mm. He's the Times war correspondent. So it includes as well an interview with a doctor who uses US-made armoured personnel carriers to get the wounded people out of a place called Robotone, which is a key town in the Zaporizhia region. Mm. Each vehicle is big enough for four wounded people. In July, they piled 24 wounded soldiers into one. Now, Anthony, who's written this dispatch, is still in Ukraine. And he says that what he saw of these soldiers, their determination, is remarkable. The guys, some of the guys I spoke to from the, the storm units, the assault groups, these are highly motivated guys who are pretty much up for it and accept the losses they have. It's incredible. They accept their own mortality, and some of them, I suppose, who seem to accept the likelihood of their own death. And they see it as part of a necessity to eject Russia from their land. It wasn't so much a question of morale that I encountered. It wasn't people saying to me, we don't want to do this. It was more people saying, this is what it is costing us. These are our casualties. And they were telling me that as a reason to explain the context of their fight, because they're quite angry at being judged. And being judged either way, either by people saying, oh, look, the, the counteroffensive is failing, or as much by people who have ridiculous expectations. The word expectations came up quite a lot, false expectations. Basically, these soldiers were saying, we are doing this, but this is what it is costing us. And we want that understood. And I think, think that very much leads into the wider thing that this war is going to take a very long time. If people expect there's some panacea that's going to end it somehow this year, they're very, very wrong. And that's it, isn't it? If it does go on, then support for Ukraine in the West from the UK and the US and others is going to be tested. I suppose particularly if support for Ukraine becomes an issue in the US election. Anyway, Anthony's piece is fantastic. Do go on the Times app, take out a digital subscription and give it a read. And you can also read another piece that's just gone up about how Cuba is now sort of involved Mm. in this war as well. Basically, what's happening is citizens there are being almost lured by this human trafficking network to go and fight for Russia. Men are being offered money and thinking they're going to Ukraine to help rebuild it. Anyway, the government is, of course, trying to dismantle this network. Doctors are warning of a genuine threat to patient safety here in the UK. And it's basically because of a shortage of a particular drug, which is being used all over the world. Yeah, that's right. So it's called Wegovi or Azempic. And for years, it's been used to treat diabetes. However, it can also be used to help people lose weight. And more and more people are buying it for that purpose rather than for its original purpose, which is the diabetes. Now, and that's the first strand of, of the patient safety and the threat to patient safety. People who need it for their diabetes can't now get hold of it. But there's a second strand to this, isn't there? Because mm. people who want to use it for things that aren't related to diabetes are going to any means, pretty much, to get their hands on it. And it's not like it doesn't have any side effects either. Here's Petronella. She wasn't prescribed as Empic, but bought it online. It is a dangerous drug, as far as I'm concerned, because I've never felt so ill. I couldn't function as a person. After two days of taking a Zempic, I was vomiting. I had the most excruciating stomach pain. I actually had to leave a theatre. I found it very, very difficult to work because I was always feeling sick. 
There is hope, though, that it could be a genuine game-changer, and it's been described as that in the fight against obesity, because everything else so far, behavioural things and others, haven't worked. I love the Olympics. I am so excited for Paris next year, but also excited for the LA Olympics, which is in 2028, because there's going to be some new sports. So it's reported that cricket is going to be approved. Yes, uh, this is the T20 format of cricket, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the shorter version. Each team essentially gets 120 balls. But this is part of a strategy, Okay, So the Olympics is not particularly popular in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, that kind of region of the world. If cricket can be included, it would be a lot more popular. Also, the former England fast bowler Steve Harmison um, has had his say, and he thinks this is fitting into a trend in the US where cricket is getting a lot more popular. We've had the first Major League Cricket tournament this last year. That was a huge success. It does fit in the timeline of, of where cricket is going in America. You know, my concern would be best players in the world have always come to England up until the franchise, the T20 tournaments have started. Um, and will they just bypass England, wave it on the way by and, and go off to America? And that would be a concern from English cricket point of view. So essentially, Steve is saying, please don't nick our sports, Americans. (laughs) There's also another really interesting detail, actually, in this Times article. Um, Basically, it says that the organisers of the LA Games will allow cricket, but only if flag football is included (laughs) as well. Now, for those of you who might not have heard of that, I hadn't earlier. It's kind of like American football, except it's non-contact and you rip off Velcro tags to tackle people. Now, when I think about what Queen Camilla's private life might be like, the first thing that comes to mind probably isn't cushions embroidered with save water, drink champagne. (laughs) But in today's times, Hilary Rose has done a fantastic kind of imaginary diary to mark Camilla's first year as Queen. And we thought we'd give you a little taster. Yes, it would be remiss of us not to. Absolutely. Um, This is my personal favourite. This is before the coronation in January of this year. Have a guess who this diary entry is about uh, clive charles's private secretary clive has news from california it's not good they haven't decided if they're coming and he doubts they tell us if they had or at least not before oprah <laughs> obviously that's about the sussexes <laughs> bang on the entry that made me laugh out loud though was um when charles was hanging upside down supposedly to help his spine fake camilla uh, describes it as auditioning to be a bat If you want the context to that, you can read the piece in full at thetimes.co.uk. And that is it for us. That's a wrap. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. 